You could go and turn that thing down. You don't hear it? Fuck it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> you know what else sucks? The Super Bowl. Oh, my God. We about to get into it. But first, you got to as, as tradition tells me. You got to tell me what you're sipping on first. You know what I'm drinking? Hmm. The French. The cognac. But Ooh. it's not Hennessy. No. It's not Ducey either. Oh. The Ciroc. Cognac. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. You are, you, are, you are a Ciroc man. I am a Ciroc man. Yeah. All this is um... matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've already, uh, we've already started off this podcast giving too much love to Diddy with my quote in between your liquor. Hey. Hey, it is what it is. Mm. Um, dude, let's get right into it, man. You ready? I'm ready. Hey, from New Orleans to D.C. All right. The Super Bowl. First of all, before we actually, before we actually get into the Super Bowl, give me the – New Orleans perspective on the Super Bowl. I've been hearing some rumors. I've heard some stories, but you down there. Let me get that real spit, man. Well, What's yeah, going let's, on? Let's, let's start with the facts. Okay, as, as normal. As normal. The Super Bowl, lowest rated in 10 years, nationally. Internationally, man. That was fact. true. 10 years, that's a yep. fact. 98 million. The lowest market recorded uh, of Super Bowl viewers was in the great city of New Orleans with the 26.1. Which is typically higher to the forty-eight, forty-nine. Now, what uh, most people don't know when when they're talking about that is the amount of TVs. Oh fuck! How does that go? Oh, okay. I got. I got. I could probably help you out here. I got a little. It's a little article that came on ESPN today. I could read so I could add some more context to that. Um, you saw like the Nelson. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. Let's see. Um, Average 97, 97 million viewers. That's 2007. The prelim, preliminary household rating of 41.1 was the lowest in Super Bowl. Um, I'm not doing Roman numbers right now. The one played uh, during the 2003 season. Mm. Either way, it, it was some low shit. All right. We're not here yes. to you know, gather the numbers for the ratings. We just go off with the ratings say. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yep, and it was garbage. It was garbage, dude. It was bad. It was. So what? That was now down in New Orleans. I know why it was so bad, and I heard you had you had some concerts, all sorts of other shit going on. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but why? What? But the thing is that why the thing is that Breeze Breeze did throw an interception in overtime. So why are y'all acting like this? You shouldn't have to beat a great team twice to win. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, you have to beat it twice. Let me ask you: Did Oakland hmm. overcome the tuck rule? Never. Did the Cowboys overcome the Des Bryant no catch? Of course not. Mm. More than just a play, momentum has changed. And the Rams are a very good football team, despite what occurred yesterday in the Super Bowl, right? Right, right. And even our, the Week 9 matchup, uh, the Saints-Rams came down to pretty much that last play where uh, Thomas pulled out the cell phone, I like Joe Horn. And you get home it. field advantage to, like, if it's a 50-50 call to go your way. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's part of home field advantage. All right. Even think, think uh, like Seattle and the Legion of Boom, right? They, they allowed them to get more physical at home. It just, it just comes with mm-hmm. the territory. And so it's hard yep. to overcome and beat a team twice. Let me give you a basketball analogy. It wasn't a bad okay. call, but the Larry O'Brien trophy came out early in the San Antonio-Miami series. The iconic mm-hmm. Chris Bosh rebound, kick out to Ray Allen, corner three, the rest is history, Right. Yeah, they yeah, came, yeah, yeah. They I pulled watched out the Larry O'Brien trophy about 45 seconds too early. They thought the game was over. 
San Antonio yeah, players, Danny Green went on record saying that messed with them. Miami players saw that, said that messed with them. You know what I'm saying? That it impacts the game just emotionally. Well, you know what? You're a professional. You got to keep that shit together. But it's Danny still human Green. emotion. You are a professional, but it, it is the human emotional aspect. And we're talking about like the Spurs, you know, I mean, the most professional team there is in basketball in the last two decades. Losing composure, it happens. It's part of the game. And you can say great teams overcome bad calls. Yeah, that's part of it. But when the other team you're playing is also so exceptionally played, it matters. It matters. Wasn't the ball tipped on that, uh, no, that pass, though, that brief? The ball went fucking tipped. That boy, First it, looked all, like, it, looked, it, looked, it looked like it grazed the figure. Yeah, okay, whatever. First of all, if it was tipped, we know the ref does, like, <laughs> throw on bands in the air. Shout out two chains, right? They do the little tip thing. Right. Right? Yeah, I didn't see that, did you? Right, right, right. I did it. Yeah, that's bullshit. So anyway, that's why we're upset. It was a- we felt cheated. It felt dirty, mm-hmm. you know. We've dealt with some heartbreak. Any, any fan has dealt with heartbreak. And as a Saints fan, let's go back to last year, the Minneapolis miracle. That hurt like hell. Oh. Right? But you I, know what? I remember you last year. I remember yeah, that. I was I talked to you. Oh. But Diggs made a great play. I can live with that. Kind that was of. rough, man. That was a bad <laughs> it one. It was still rough. <laughs> <laughs> I still have nightmares yeah, about we... Marcus Williams there. But nonetheless, <laughs> Minnesota made a play. This felt dirty. This felt like the refs completely changed the outcome of the game. And that's why we're angry. That's why the city's angry. And what do we do in the great city of New Orleans? We fucking throw a party. We yeah, were turning, it's true. They were turning up downtown. That wasn't just like some angry protest of mob with a mob mentality. Well, actually, it kind of was. We was just having fun. Mm, yeah. We were having fun. Yeah, pretty much. It was yeah, yeah, had, um, to Mardi Gras, by the way, which is coming up. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. you had the uh, – I like it. Yeah, the Boycott Bowl concert, the Black yeah. and Gold Decalon Parade, the Anti-Live Bowl block party uptown. I'm like, God damn, New Orleans. I'm like, yeah, you and Jaya getting down up there, okay? This is the best party city in America. No doubt. Better than Vegas? Yes, because the difference between Vegas – if you've gone to the Strip, the Strip is more so tourist, which is, which is fine. Love Vegas. But New Orleans, mm-hmm. you go down to French Quarter, you will find locals just like you'll find tourists. We don't shy away from that shit. We actually love it. So you get, mm. that, you get that mess of people wanting to turn up that are, you know, just they're on vacation with the locals. So it separates us. It's a, hell, it's a hell of a time. It is. It's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a whole lot of sex. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. What a what a time truly to be alive. Indeed. Okay, so let's get into it, man. Yep. You didn't watch the first half of the game at all. I did you, not. You were you were that upset? Yes. Did you watch it because you were upset? I'm just I'm just I'm just assuming, or did you not watch because of other reasons? Uh, upset mostly. Upset. Okay, yeah. so you had a first half boycott. Okay, so I'll yes. put it like this: you didn't miss anything. All right, yes. you didn't miss anything. Now. I got something for a lot of people right here, and I I saw a lot of arguments this and the third. You know, people you know people don't really understand football. It's a great defensive performance. Look, fuck all that. Okay, these defenses weren't out here lights out all season, one and two in the league. You know what I mean? They went out here just killing shit, holding teams to like ten points a game. And these are two you know average defenses. They had stepped up in times, and other times they gave up a whole lot of points. You know, the week before the Patriots defense got expo- got beat up by Patrick Mahomes left and right. Um, goddamn, the Rams defense has been Wayfields has been good against Brady, but the Rams defense hasn't been anything. They it should be a lot better than what they are with all those pieces they have on the side of the ball. 
So for the final score to be 13 to 3 in a 3 0 halftime, it was a lot of bad offense. That's what I saw. I saw more bad offense than good defense. Now, the Patriots, they called a great defensive game. I would not take that from them. There was a whole lot of bad offense all around. Brady didn't look that great out there, if you ask me. And he is the GOAT, but he didn't look good out there. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see it. He threw some great throws in the second half, but an all around cohesive performance. It was, uh, it's for that first pass, he, that first pass he threw, the interception. Terrible read. Terrible read. Terrible read. If the cornerback's in a little more position, they could be going back for six. And the game could be totally different at that point. A few things. Uh, that was sloppy. Just from what I saw, it, it didn't look like good offense. Didn't look like good yeah, defense. Yeah, it was exactly. Like sloppy offense, you know. Let's go back. It was very to, sloppy. You know, like the San Francisco-Seattle games uh, just a few years ago, that felt like great defense more so yeah, than that, that right, offense. Yeah. Or even yeah, uh, exactly. some old school uh, – Pittsburgh, Baltimore going at it on a Sunday night. You know what I'm saying? That's good defense. That's good yeah, defense. Yeah, the 2000 Ravens. That's yeah. good defense. Yeah, or even like 2010. You can go back with Troy Palomalu, Ed Reed, all them cats. Going For the Steelers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Steelers, Ravens. Yep, yep. Great defense. That was good defense, too. The Chicago Bears this year, good defense. Great defense. Yeah. For sure. This just felt like – it felt ugly. It felt oh, – it wasn't pleasant to watch at all. It wasn't fun to watch. No, like I had a, I had a little Super Bowl party over here. I had like twenty people, whatnot. Everybody started off watching the game. By being third quarter, I got people playing pool. I got kids running around. You know, I got, I got people upstairs. I got people eating. You know what I mean? And then like fourth quarter, everybody just came back in to watch. You know, to uh, watch the end. You know, I, I watched the game. You know, I was, I was there. You know, I had a few people with me still watching the game, but it was, it just wasn't, it, it just wasn't very like I, I good defense excites me. Sloppy Absolutely. football does not excite me. It, is, no. it's, 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 it does nothing for me. So I'm not passing this game off as two great defenses going at it. The Patriots did call it a great defensive game plan. I'll give them that. I'll get into that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. From an excellent standpoint. Did. Yeah. Yeah, excellent standpoint. But golf looked shitty out there. Like, <laughs> he just looked bad, dude. He looked bad. He looked bad for the past nine weeks. And I said that on the BNY podcast as well, too. Website coming soon. Everybody wait for it. Hey. it, it yeah, a hey, little plug. He just looked bad, man. He, he didn't look good. Girlie's hurt. Or a girl, he's just not playing. Or he, him and McVay got some beef on it. On, you know, or something. Either he's hurt, him and McVay got some beef, or I, I don't know, man. I have no idea. I don't know what's going on because he, he did play like shit in that Saints game. But I mean, that's that's every guy, everybody, everybody, he should bounce back if he's as good as we know he is. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know what the hell's going on with that. He's got to be. What hurt, you think? Right? What you think? No way. You think he's. If there's beef, you think you're not benching him, right? You're not. If he if the beef is that bad in the Super Bowl, like he's not playing, he's not dressing up. <laughs> well, I mean, Belichick I did that to Malcolm Butler. Yeah, that's a good point. But Malcolm Butler didn't see the field. Ty Gurley still saw the field. You know, eleven eleven touches for thirty four yards. I'm sorry. In that yeah. game, I need him to get thirty. Yeah, thirty to thirty five. He's clearly not healthy. That's 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 the most believable thing for me. And if right. you're a Rams thing, it's probably what you want to believe. Right. I think the Rams really fucked up. It's when uh, Cooper Cup went down, and they didn't get an yeah. adequate replacement for him. Yeah, that was big. That was big. He's yeah, a smart well, guy. He's a cover two man beater. He, he yeah. does a lot. Yeah, yeah. He 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 could. He is essentially also somewhat uh, like a uh, extension of your running game too. You know, yes. doing all that dirty work on the inside. Mm. And Josh Reynolds just he just didn't get the job done like Cooper Cup did. You know, for a team that was so aggressive, they should have made a trade for a wide receiver. Mm. Maybe, perhaps they should. It, yeah, they should have yeah. got himself like a little, like a little slot guy. I ain't saying like pick up, go, out, you know, 
get Cole Beasley, you know, that would have been dope. Hey, Golden but, Tate was on the block. Golden Tate, yeah, Golden Tate was out there on the block. Golden Tate, you tell me yesterday if Golden Tate was playing in that game, in that offense, in the Cooper Cup role, he would have made a difference? Absolutely. you got to think, right? How bad do you want to win the Super Bowl? That's the question. How much do you believe in yourself? Maybe they should have went out and got Golden Tate. Yeah. But there's no excuse. There's too much offense on this, on that side. Between Cooks, your boy, Brandon Cooks. Well, my boy, my yeah. boy, our boy, our boy, no, Brandon Cooks. Fuck no, I was, I was low on him since the get. And you see why. <laughs> you see why. Because when you double team Cooks, you take him out the game. Neither here nor there. Yeah, he, he's like 5'7". Of course you double team, take him out the five, game. 5'10". Nonetheless, you know, he can, he can be schemed out of a game. He's not an elite number one. Mm. He's more of a Percy Harvin, but not as good. Without the migraines. Oh. oh. Yeah, what he could have been. But, uh, you know, he's yeah, got Robert Woods. He's got a good offensive line that failed him bad uh, in this game. You know what I'm saying? This, this offense has enough firepower to put up more than three points. Yeah, but when you got a quarterback like Golf, who, who just seems to be limited. Like, they're, they're saying that after the game, like, a lot of times even during the season, McVay would tell him, hey, you're running this play right here. Also, throw it to this side of the field. You know what that reminds me of right there? That reminds me of some RG3 Mike Shanahan shit. Mm. And guess who was on the staff when that happened? Sean fucking McVay. Mm. This is how, how the Redskins would play football back then. Me being a, a D.C., you know, resident native, born here, you know, PG County, Maryland. What's good? Talk about it. Charles County, how you doing? Um, so this is the thing right here. What we would do with RG3 is that, he would drop back the pass. We would have one side of the field. It's all he had to look at, just one side of the field. And that's where he'd make his reads to. That's why he was so great in that rookie season. We won rookie of the year. He that's had right. to only read one side of the field. Right. And the thing is that if, if he didn't see it, run. Right. Had like had about 800 yards rushing that year, something like that, something crazy. Right. It was amazing. But that reminds me of the same thing with golf. When he said that, it just clicked right there. It's like, oh, shit. McVay was on that staff. He was a, he was a tight He was like a, a tightness coach at that point. But – He's been on, he was on staff since like 2011 for anyone out there who didn't know that, the Redskins staff. But um, crazy, man. He's doing the same thing with golf. So the thing is that, how good is Jared Goff? How good is he? It's an interesting question. Because this whole offense is predicated on the run, right? And there's some advanced analyticals out there that I'll tell you about uh, – you know about this? That you don't need to be successful to run the ball to get play action going? That linebackers and all will bite on it regardless? Are you aware of this? It depends what your personnel is. Yeah. Yes, I believe. If you have like yeah. a Lamar Jackson back there, then yeah, for sure. Yeah. If you have a Tom Brady back there, I mean, yeah, Tom Brady for sure. But if you have like a uh, – give me like a statue. Uh, uh, who's out there right now? doesn't really move around a lot quarterback-wise. I'm Tom thinking. Brady. <laughs> Yeah, but he's, he's – he, yeah, I, I don't want to put him in that category. I'm thinking, like, somebody just can't move around a lot. Like – Kirk Cousins? Uh, Kirk Cousins. He could he, – Kirk Cousins, he got deceptive wheels on him. He's not very fast, but he'll he bite you in the ass when he runs. I'm, actually, I'm thinking that's a good conversation. Like, what is a quarterback out there that has some mobility? There's somebody out there. Yeah, I'm just – I'm going through every single uh, – maybe Sam Darnold. Like, Sam Darnold doesn't really – yeah, I, I thought it was Philip Rivers? There. How about Philip Rivers? Okay, yeah, Phillip Rivers is a good one. Yeah, Phillip Rivers, like, if he runs the read option, what's going to happen? He's going to hand the ball over. He's going to pass it. You know what I mean? Right. And, and they're not running the ball well, then I don't think that really works as well either. But, but go on with your advanced stat. 
So I think, interestingly enough, we talk about like long-term success in this league. Right. And you brought up RG3, quickly faded out. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and so has a blueprint been put in place now for this Rams team? That what the Patriots did was essentially they weren't waiting for the Rams to make their misdirection move. They were attacking it north and south. They weren't going mm-hmm. east and west, right? They were just mm-hmm. saying, uh-uh, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? We're going to – we're hitting that gap. We're not waiting for the running back to make his read, et cetera, et cetera. The safeties, the corners, they're being physical. They're not waiting for the play to develop. They're attacking it head on. And uh, the offense that is so predicated on misdirection, that is so predicated on the same personnel, by the way. They run 11 personnel, which is pretty much three wide receivers, a tight end, and a running back. That's pretty much all they run. That a blueprint has been put out now for next year. And when you yeah, talk they about, it. and to yep. your point, yep. you, you talk mm-hmm. about McVay versus Goff and, like, the genius level. Well, you know, a great quarterback can audible out of that and do some of those things, et cetera. We don't really see Goff calling kill, kill at the line, right? We don't see that. We no. don't see, hey, Robert he, Seaver, hey, Robert Woods, come here in the slot. Like, you don't see that. Nah, hell no. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The way the Patriots did, they ran about 40% zone, mm. which is way more than they ever ran yes. all year. Yeah. And they also had like six man fronts, and they just didn't give them anything yeah. in the gaps. Yeah. So they couldn't do shit. CJ Anderson couldn't do shit. Gurley, I mean, Gurley, I don't know. Gurley's hurt, whatever. Something's going on. He, could, they, he didn't do anything out there. They, they, Brian yeah. Flores earned that job in Miami with that, with that, with that game plan yeah. with him at Belichick. Yeah, he earned a, that job. I'm not a fan of uh, Patriots coordinators throughout the years, but he did earn it. And so essentially, yeah. to uh, explain it just a bit more, when you're talking about six-man fronts, you know, the Rams love zone reads. You know, often linemen are running zone, and so Gurley or whatever can just pick their spot and go. Right? Classic Shanahan. Classic, classic Shanahan. Exactly. Classic. Classic Shanahan. Mm-hmm. And One so class. if you have six or five, by definition, if you have five months linemen, there's no gap. And so it completely shuts that down. And you need a quarterback that makes you pay for that. And Goff didn't right. make the throws. And he did make it in New Orleans. He made some of those throws, but he didn't make it Sunday. Nah, do you think the stage was too big for him? He definitely did, didn't it? it? It felt like it was just too big for him. Like, it felt like he just wasn't ready. Yeah, did, did you, I didn't see Goff coming to the huddle with confidence. You know what I'm saying? I thought, yeah, Goff is going right. to get this throw to get the first time. It didn't feel like that, you know? Yeah. He had one drive where they did well, but they ended up getting the field goal. I mean, that's all they got. He made a couple throws in that one, but that was about it. Like, they threw that terrible – Terrible interception at the end. Yeah, oh, bad. my God, that was such a bad pick. That he was just bad. lobbed it up there. That was real bad. I, I've heard that it would be out of the realm of possibility that the Rams would trade golf in about two years. When it's coming about a year or so. It makes sense if you think about it. If his contract's up and you, you believe there's somebody else out there. Yeah. Yeah, McVay, I believe, is – I believe McVay – okay, let's, let's talk about McVay for a second. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm tired of hearing people say that McVay got out coached. Okay. Oh. Bill Belichick is the greatest coach in the history of sports. I'm, I, I believe that if you, if you, this, you don't agree with me, that's fine. You can at least give me top three. I to say that three. he got, to say he got out coached is like, damn, man, Michael Jordan came out there and just outplayed us today. It is what it is, baby. Or it's like saying, Man, go to state. You know, they just came out there and just they they, they outplayed us. I mean, what do you want us to do? 
They, we got our play today by Golden State, the Golden State Warriors. It's just such a dumb statement. Like I hear analysts saying that all all day today. I don't know it's like they like it's like some kind of edge thing or I don't I don't know what the hell it is, but it just sounds dumb. Let me the, let me be, best, let me play devil's best, advocate though. Let me play devil's advocate. You can play it. You can play it. And I'll right. meet you for it. All right. This is a blueprint league. This is a copycat league. Once that it shit is. gets put on film, once that shit gets put on tape, it gets solved. I don't know why, but defensive coordinators are always slow to adjust. I don't know why. But but they that do. That is true. That's very true. So let's they go do. Back to, let's go back to the Wildcat when that first came out. Oh, that's gonna take the league by storm. Remember that Miami Uh-oh. used to they, yep. they running that Ronnie Brown made the playoffs. Brown. That's right. That's right. Ronnie Brown <laughs> next year got shut down. All right. Let's fast forward. Now it became the read option. Zone reads, right? The RPO was still here. The RPO, the RG3s, right? The mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick's, right? The Lamar Jacksons. The Lamar ja- the, hey, there's another one. Lamar Jackson having this phenomenal second half of his rookie campaign in San Diego with the rap, excuse me, the Los Angeles Chargers with a rather simple game plan. Took him out. Took him out. That's right. And so in a copycat read, in the zone read, all of a sudden, defensive ends got faster. They got quicker. The game's becoming more mm-hmm. athletic on that side of the ball. Right. Okay. Now there's a blueprint for the Rams. Mm-hmm. Attack it. Don't be. Don't wait. Hit the gaps. I like how, in a further point, I like how um, you have a lot of offensive, young offensive minds getting head coaches. Right. That's why I like the Brian Flores hired so much. Like, the dude's 37. He's a young defensive mind coach. Also getting hired out here, too. I like to see more young defensive guys get hired in this league as well. I would too. I uh, yeah, I, I I definitely like it. I feel that when it comes to offense, though, I feel like like being a young, hot uh, offensive mind. I feel like that's that works well when you're like you're young. You 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 can grow in your craft. I feel like when it comes to defense, though, you know Brian Flores is an exception to my rule. Obviously, I've already set that up. Right. I feel that when you're like a old, like a old, like seventy five, eighty, like you you almost like seen it all at that point that. You, you're, you, I mean, you just, you, you could just game plan for almost anything, like a Dick LeBeau, you know, someone like that right there, a Bill Belichick. I feel like defense, you just need to see it all. Offense, you come out there some brand new one year, like oh shit, and right. catch a, a great defensive coordinator off guard, like the Wildcat. But right. it always takes defense as a while. It always does. This is a further, this will back up your point too. You're right. You're absolutely right, hundred percent. And there's got to be a correction right in this league where it'll go towards more defense. Defenses will adjust. You got to think so, right? Because like these, this old style of thinking isn't working anymore. No, it's not. It's not. And you know what's another old style of thinking? The further top of the Super Bowl. Yeah. I want to bring this up with you. Um, why is the Super Bowl on Sunday still? Why not move it to Saturday nights? Please, please, and thank you. Hey, while we're at it, why? can we move the championship games to Saturday and Sunday night? Excuse me, Sunday and Monday night. The NFC and AFC championship game. You got a. You really week. wouldn't do that. You got a bye week. Oh yeah, I think it's I think it's better they both play on the same day, just because like they that. they both they both take the bruises on the same day. I mean, you got a bye week though, you know what I'm saying? That, that you got 13 days off at least. Yeah, but one team's going to have 13, others going to have 14 a day, you know, of more rest, you know, That's more rest for these guys. This this in this latest season, another ice bath, another day of ice bath, nah. they're going to hurt. 13, 14. Nah, I'm just, cool with that. You don't want to you wouldn't want to watch Patriots Chiefs on Monday night. Well, I would watch a Monday night championship game. Of course I would. Yes. But I would rather have both of them play on the same day. All right, fair enough. Let's just, go back to your Super Bowl. Just in fairness. I, I yeah. agree. It should be Saturday night. 
It should be. Just think about everything out there. Business. Hey, I'm at the club up tonight. You know, I catch the Super Bowl. Oh man, man the yeah, club Super parties. Oh my God, Super Bowl kickoff. Uh, like, like you can kick it off at like eight thirty, eight o'clock Eastern. That's not that's not out the realm. That's not too late. You know what I mean? That's like no. a good NBA game to kick off at 8, 8 p.m. Eastern on a Saturday night. No. Yeah. Yeah. And the NBA bows down to the Super Bowl anyway. There was one game yesterday. And what time was that? It was early in the afternoon. It's like a mm. two. Mm. There was one NBA game yesterday. The NBA gets the fuck out the way when it was when it's not a Super Bowl. Yeah, they ain't challenging that. Ain't nobody who go watch Clippers versus Knicks when it's on versus uh, versus Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Saturday night, man. It's just easier. Not to mention the day of rest, the Sabbath, as they say. Keep it holy, baby. You know what I mean? Ain't that what y'all want? <laughs> Ain't that what y'all want? <laughs> they keep it holy, motherfucker. God damn it. No, Saturday night agree. Super Bowl. I agree. It'd be easier for everybody. Yeah. I People had to call out of work on Monday, all this other shit, productivity, losing, you know, dollars left and right. Everybody sluggish, you know, overseas, everybody waking up later than the usual. Nah, just make a just make a Sunday. I mean, just make a Saturday. Saturday, Saturday. I think I agree. Yeah, start a petition. Going to the bar, go to the clubs, It'd be great. How about you hosting a party? I bet you would like an extra day to clean up and everything. Oh my God, it'd be so much easier. Clean yeah. up set, sun, set, late Sunday night after everyone leaves. I mean, of course, I got people helping me out, but it just sucks, dude. Putting all the yeah. food up, man. Who wanted to do all that? Saturday, I get another day of relaxing. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll wake up. Maybe I need some hair of the dog to get my day started. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I got all day to recover, all day of water and ibuprofen, and I'm good to go. A uh, body armor, uh, free plug, uh, body armor for hangovers is the shit. Just get you some electrolytes, man. Yeah, usually I go with like a, a nice soup, like a, one of those uh, hot and spicy soups, and I just drink that shit. Oh, okay. And I'm, I'm, yeah, my body's back, but yeah, body armor. I will, yeah, I've heard of body. Is that Kobe shit? Yes, it is. Yeah, Kobe system. Yeah, dominate recovery. Dominate. Hey, Dominate Podcast. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, what do you think about uh, Brady getting his sixth ring? His man's turned to full Thanos. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, don't know what else the, I don't know what else left there is to say. But, uh, I mean, goddamn, six rings. Michael Jordan. He says go, yeah, he says he's going to play another four years. How many more rings do you think he's going to get? Oh, fuck. He's 41. He said he was played to 45. Gotta, at a certain point, that body's got to break down, right? Like, he, he's... Father time is undefeated, right? Well, I mean, I don't know. Is it? You got to think, like, at this age of your career, like, the injuries last longer, et cetera, et cetera. You know, recovery takes longer. But he's a quarterback in today's league. He ain't going to touch like that. Yeah, but he's 40-41. I can't see a, I can't see a 44-year-old Tom Brady, man. I just can't. I mean, to be honest, is he is he already slowing down a little bit? I mean – I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say. Right. I don't want to say that. And that. And that. I'm saying that. I'm trying to think. How I want to put this. I feel like he's relying more on, which is not. Is it is all game scheme? That's all it is right there. But he is relying more on the um, the shorter the shorter passes Absolutely. with the offense. Yeah. Yeah. But does that mean? But I don't know if that really equates to slowing down, or is that just get the ball out quick? You know, yeah, you know, just another extension of the running game. So, I don't know. I can't really say he's slowing down, man. I mean, he didn't really have the weapons this year that he's had in the past years, to be honest. He hasn't had weapons that is, since 07, by the way. Yeah, you can say that, too. 
but there's some other there's some other other receivers in there that came and went that was at least decent. I mean, this year, who do you have? Edelman. That's it. Edelman. And That's oh boy, if he missed four games, Gronk was a was a ghost. He was a shell yeah. of himself. Yeah. And Josh Gordon. Yeah. I mean back in rehab. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he didn't have shit this year. J- James uh Goddamn, uh, James White was a wide receiver. Cordell Patterson was a running back. I mean, shit's wild, dude. Yep. But you know what? They just find they they just find a way to win win games, dude. They play they, they play as such they play as such a team. They play they play the game how it should be played. Nobody's overpaid. Not even Tom Brady. They take pay cuts. Everyone's taking a pay cut to pretty much play up there, and they just win games. They win they win fucking games, dude. So it's that simple, man. I, you run, I'm running out of ways to talk about their greatness. Like I don't, I don't know how. Yeah, I got, I got nothing. I'm trying to even explain that could be a downfall. I tried to, and I got stopped in my own tracks. Yeah. You know what? They're gonna, he's gonna win. Like he could win like another two at the very least. The AFC is garbage to me. Throwing it out there right now. Outside of, outside, of, I've said it for the past like, this time phrase. Since Tom Brady's inception in the league, the AFC's not been that great. I mean, you get the Steelers, the Broncos, and the Patriots. And who else? That's it. Uh, the Ravens there for a minute. Well, oh, the Ravens there. The Ravens they, every every oh. like couple years they they slide up in With there. The Ravens, yeah, they do their Terrell thing. Suggs. More so like 2012 when they won it. Yeah, pre 2012 uh, until left. Not post. Not post flat yeah, contract. But the, yeah, but every day that somebody rises up in the AFC East, they're here for like two years and they disappear for a while. Yeah, that's true. And then they come back up. Yeah, they're not, they're not here for – I mean, they're, they've been good Ravens teams, but they come and then they leave. The Chiefs, on the other hand, they could be a problem for the Patriots. No, but for success, right? With Mahomes and Reed, of course. Yeah, Andy Reid needs to <laughs> – I need Andy Reid to find getting that Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> well, he got in one. I didn't, only, only bowls he's been in is the Pro Bowl. Nah, he was in the uh, the Terrell Owens Super Bowl with uh, McNabb. Yeah, and, and he lost, and he lost to Belichick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Tom Brady's greatness is um is unmatched. I see guys arguing online, Jordan versus Brady. Um, I mean, yeah, that's, take your pick. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. You can argue for both. I could one day I may say Brady, next day I may say Jordan. Who cares? I don't. I don't really care to argue that one too much. They play two different sports, two different scenarios. Yeah, I, I don't know. More impressive. The more impressive to me though is definitely um, is definitely Tom Brady though. I'm more impressed with Tom Brady's six than Jordan's six. Yeah, like you, uh, we talked yesterday. You saw you you talking the Super Bowls, game sevens. Yeah, it's all game sevens. Every game is a game seven. And uh, he's six and three in Super Bowls, right? Yep, six and three. And the three he lost, he only lost by a few points. I mean, it was like he never got blown out in one Super Bowl. He's never out the game. No, not at all. Those three could very well be nine. Yeah. It could also very easily also, be uh, one and eight in those Super Bowls, too, because yeah. they all came down to the wire. That's, that's also true. Except for this last one. He just dominated yeah. from wire to wire. Even when the game was three to three, it didn't feel like it was like – it just felt like the Patriots – it's just a matter of time. Right. And when Tom Brady came into the field, you're like, he's about to, he's about to put a job together. It was, yeah. That so was before like we, uh, when he went on that drive, man, it was like a shark smelling blood in the water. Went to the same play, like Tony Romo said, like three different times and just killed it. Mm-hmm. He, was, he wasn't was, great for four quarters, but he was great when it needed to be. Yeah. And that was and that, was that too. It was beautiful. Yeah. All right. So, so before I move on, quick yes or no. Yeah. Does Rob Gronkowski need to retire? 
Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather you retire a year too early yeah. than too late. Yeah, and this year he he already looked like it was he looked like he's about to at at that point. He, he needs sure. to retire. Yeah, go do movies. Go be in a Fast and Furious movie, some shit oh, like for that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Or or Gronkowski in a Marvel movie. Oh, yeah, some wrestling maybe. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gronk, go make money elsewhere. Go be the yeah, next one. You've done enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Go have fun. Enjoy your life. Can you see right. ballers too with Gronk? You know, five years from now. Ah, yeah, hey, it could be. Could be. Yeah, Gronk's a great personality, man. Yeah, throw oh, him in yeah. front of the screen. He's very yeah. sellable. Yeah. I'd be rather have Gronk in the booth over Jay over uh Witten. Oh yeah. Throw Booker out too. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, him and him in his Thanos chair. That whole Monday night football <laughs> crew is awful. It's it is really a fucking shame. Yeah, send send Tessa Tour back to boxing, please. All right. Yeah. Please send him back to back to boxing. ESPN, you have Tessa Tour and you have Max Kellerman. Why are you doing more boxing with both of them? Instead, yeah. you got one doing football and the other one trying to be the analyst against Stephen A. Yeah. yeah they gotta I don't fix know. That. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Fix it, please. All right. Let's move on. NBA talk. Let's get it. Let's, let's, start, let's start off with this. A lot of things happened since the last podcast. We had the, um, mm. the reserve roster get announced. But let's start off with this, though. Porzingis trade. Yeah. Is that a question? What do you think about it, man? Uh, what do you think about it? Uh, if you're Dallas, it's worth the first-round picks, right? You get two first-round picks. You get off a uh, – Mark Cuban gets his DeAndre Jordan revenge. You know what I'm saying? I, I love the years. fact that they traded. <laughs> he signed the man <laughs> and then traded him at first opportunity. Just got, <laughs> got Mark, rid of his ass. Mark Cuban Jeez. went full of Shark Tank, man. He went full shark tank. Give it up. That's why I'm not mad at um. That's why I'm not mad at uh AD. You know, if players requesting trades, because teams would trade you just like that. Yeah, yeah, come play with us, baby. Yeah, DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, sign the Mavericks. All right, ship his ass out for a dude that stores ACL. <laughs> the league is wild, dude. Uh, it is. Uh, but uh, definitely, if you're Dallas, it's worth it, right? To get uh, right perennial potential if health. If he gets his health down, you know, to be an all NBA caliber player. I mean, it's just two first round picks with some contracts you wanted to get rid of anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then if you're the Knicks, boy, you better you better sign two players in the offseason, max players. Because cap it's space, this whole everybody thing works. loves to talk about cap space. Mm-hmm. But until you cash in that cap space, it ain't worth shit. Hell no. Absolutely not. You have all the cap space in the world. If you don't do shit with it, it don't matter. Exactly. Cap space, cap space. Yeah, yeah. I t- yeah, like you said, this trade only works for the Knicks. Is if um they get two marquee. I'm not talking about like two, you know, no. re-sign DeAndre Jordan to the max. No, and they may be able to bring in um uh, I don't nope. know somebody stupid. No, no, no. I told that. No Eddie Curry contracts here. <laughs> oh my God, they need uh they need they, they need, need a KD and, Kyrie. and a Kyrie. Yeah. 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 Oh, and and can you imagine if they somehow landed the number one pick in the draft too? Oh, they probably trade that. Man. Oh yeah, they probably would. Yeah. The Knicks. I don't trust anything that comes out that building. Um, trading Porzingis because he was a little bit upset. Yeah. They, uh, I don't. I don't know, man. I mean, he requested a trade at eleven a.m. and he was gone by like uh, like twelve thirty. Like I've never seen anything like it. Cle- yeah. Clearly, they were working on this before the the meeting, right? And then they, yeah, they, they had probably it. leaked it 
to try to soften the blow before you get that breaking news. Yeah, you know who does shit like yeah. that too? Who's I've that? seen that move before. Dan Snyder and the Redskins, they do shit like that all the time too. Oh yeah. 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 That's what they that's why I saw it. Like they leaked the information that information came up there that he requested a trade and then they traded him. They things that ownership bad ownerships don't look like the bad guy. They don't want to see them. They don't want to be. They don't want to be seen as the villain, even though they are the villain. Mm. So they do. They do things like that, like like here in D.C. with Kirk Cousins, and the whole thing about his contract. You had guys calling sports radio every day, talking about, "Yeah, hey, it's Kirk Cousins' fault. He's too greedy. He wants too much money, man. It's too much money." You know, I support the Redskins. I'm like, y'all motherfuckers. I've been duped. It's been 20 years. And you're still getting duped by this shit. Mm. But yeah, same thing with New York, man. Same shit. You know what I need to ownership, do? Ownership going to ownership. What's up? Y'all need to throw a fucking party like we did yesterday. That's what, what y'all that? need to do. Y'all mm. need to throw a fucking party and protest and start supporting mm. that bullshit. How many times you got to go to a bad restaurant and be loyal to it? How many times? We got it. We got a pretty good uh, online uh, online shit going on right now with the fire with the with the hashtags on the Redskins uh, Twitter page. What's the hashtag? We're, we're, uh, fire Bruce Allen. Fire Bruce everything. Allen. Yeah, everything, everything, no matter what they post on there. They post some Adrian Peterson shit on there the other day. Love AP. Fire Bruce Allen. Nah, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna get away with that one, baby. And it's been going on. And things said, look, the last game of the season, no Redskin fans went to it. It was the Eagles home game. I told you I was there for that one. Mm. Yeah, that's the story. We get on that one all day. But yeah, when it comes to the Knicks, bad ownership going to bad ownership. Um, training Porzingis could be it could be good. If the Knicks had solid ownership, I'd be like, you know what? Okay, that's cool. I, I can see why they did that. But the Knicks have bad ownership. They're just a badly run organization. And I don't see them getting a Kyrie. But Kyrie's a wild well, – I don't know. Kyrie and Kevin Durant, who knows what the fuck they're going to do. Hey, yeah, can, I don't know. I don't can, know I, can, can we talk about Kyrie for a second? Please, bring it you, up. You've gone, on, you've gone on record saying for the last eight years you've, been, you've been trying to ple- uh, pleasure other people and not yourself. Motherfucker, did you just not request a trade two years ago? Was that yep. not for you? Did you not want yep. to be a leader of men? Huh? Yep. This you got exactly mm-hmm. what you wanted, and you talking about. Uh, <laughs> I've been trying to play for eight years. No, the fuck you haven't. No, the fuck you haven't. That's bullshit, man. That is fucking bullshit. <laughs> hey, that's exactly, exactly true. This motherfucker Kyrie was talking about. Now I gotta get out of here. I can be my own man. I want my own team. Motherfucker, you got your own team. Now you over here calling LeBron. First year, your own team went to the East, the Eastern Conference Finals without your ass mm, <laughs> in the playoffs. It. Game seven. Yeah, they they need you. In game seven, the only reason they lost mm-hmm. in game seven because they shot the basketball so terribly. Terry Rozier had a terrible game. They yes. all had such bad games. The yes. Cavs only won by eight points. They, they yes. lit. It was like, it was it was like 87, 79. Yeah. Yeah. The Cavs yeah. lit. And Jeff, Jeff Green went off that game. That's a, a real reason why the Cavs won, too. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Kyrie, they didn't nobody, they didn't need you last year at all. No, Terry Rozier did just fine. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum got better experience. Shit, they didn't even need uh Gordon either. That's why they that's why they're playing so, so terribly this year. Too many mm-hmm. egos on that team. Too many guys went the went the basketball. Yep. Yep. Oh, God, God, Kyrie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Send Kyrie to the Knicks. That'd be a, a match made in heaven. Go ahead. Yep. Yeah, I support it. I support it, man. I support it 100%. Yep. I would love to see Kyrie in a Knicks uniform. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see it. But, um, yeah, but uh, Porzingis and uh, Luka Doncic together in okay. Dallas? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down for that right there. They I like that a lot. Special for sure. Yeah, if, if they get oh, it right. I, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They could. Um, we talked about that last week as far as small markets, but um, a lot, a lot of small markets are just badly run, man. They're just badly run. But Mark Cuban runs. I, I like how Mark Cuban runs his team. He's had some missteps in some years, but he's always there. He's he's always at games. He's always doing press conferences. You know, better than you know a lot of. A lot of uh, GMs or de facto GMs for their teams. So he's the owner, but whatnot. Dan Snyder. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I like the I like how I like how he runs the Mavericks. Um, of course, he, he finally brought him success in 2011. You know, being an underdog. Um, I like I like what they're building right here. I, I think we're gonna see the, some great Mavericks basketball here in the next couple of years, especially with Luca, man. Yeah. Especially with Luca. I think uh, the only downfall maybe on Mark Cuban is he's been too over aggressive, right? We talk about the cap space, and it don't mean shit till you cash it. Well, that was Mark Cuban, yeah. right? Getting all this cap space and unable to land the big fish, you know. And so he's been a bit too over-aggressive trading some of those first-round picks as well. But nonetheless, I'd rather my uh, owner be over-aggressive, willing to spend money, and it not go mm-hmm. down the way you want than to, you know, just be incompetent and not do shit and suck for that reason. Hey, I'm going to tell you all right <laughs> now, everybody, um, that 2021 or that 2022 draft, because the Knicks – the Knicks got a 2020 pick and a 2022 pick because you can't trade back-to-back first-round picks as NBA right. Yeah, yeah. But, but that 2021 draft or that 2022 draft is supposed to have a mix of high school of um of uh, college freshmen. And it's supposed to be the first year when they bring back high school seniors to declare for the draft. Mm. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like a super draft. Like imagine the last draft we had this past year with Bagley, DeAndre Jordan. I mean, I'm sorry, DeAndre Ayton, uh, Luka Doncic. And then you had like Zion Williamson thrown in there too as well with right. R.J. Barrett, yeah, and uh, Jay uh, Morant from um, wow, what school is that? Murray State, I want to say shit. Dude, dude's been balling his ass off, but you got all these uh, all these potential, you know, high school scenes coming out. That draft is going to be ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous, dude. Mm-hmm. You got second round picks in that draft that can come in and start for you on opening night for everything from for the talent pool that you can have out there. It's gonna be something, man. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a real good point. There'll be some. Yeah, yeah, so I'm very wary of um, teams trading for those picks. But um, speaking of uh, trades for picks, man, you hey, once again, you're from New Orleans. What's up with this uh, this guy? What's up with this Godfather you're a offer? Popular city, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm popping right now, baby. You in the hey. heart of it. Hey. What's up with these? Uh, hey, what's up with these draft picks and uh, these players <laughs> that Magic trying to throw at you? Magic think, trying to give you everything, dude. I'm gonna give you the Hollywood sign too. <laughs> I think us as fans, the last, I want to say the last two years, we've gotten a lot smarter when it comes to leaks, right? When you see Waj tweet and Shams, like Waj is in the meme era, like Waj is like a fucking, you know, he's he's a must. You got to follow him, right? You have no choice. So when these tweets in this meme era comes out and sources say, after you read it, the number one question you need to ask yourself is who benefits from this the most? Mm-hmm. Who benefits from this leak the most? Mm-hmm. And all the national tweets coming from LA, uh, they're okay. pondering themselves to the Lakers, right? From their side of the negotiation tactics, right? Absolutely, right. But the reality is, nothing has changed since we last talked. That whatever the... and from our local uh, beat writers here, who I trust, 
the same package the Lakers are offering now, they can offer in the summer. There's no rush right. to get this done. There's no rush. Yeah, for sure. I don't see a rush at all. I don't think he's going to get traded. I really don't. And our local uh, beat writers here are saying that Boston uh, is not affected by this whole AD doesn't want to go there thing, and they'd be willing to throw in Jason Tatum. Now, whether that comes true or not, I don't know. But it's enough uh... to not pull the trigger until the offseason. Because the Lakers are going to offer this regardless. Even if the Celtics pull out from the Jason Tatum thing, or they never offer him, well, you can still always go to the Lakers' offer. You know what I'm saying? It's there. Right. Just, just don't pull the trigger just yet. It's got to be a godfather offer for, for it to be done. Well, that, that was the Lakers' godfather offer. Yeah. was like, yeah. Here's some and fucking honestly, pennies and nickels. <laughs> Rondo, Beasley, Stevenson. Oh, man, can you imagine Rondo in a Pelican <laughs> uniform? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lane Steven going to play his air guitar. Oh, great. That's fantastic. <laughs> Lazo, Ingram. Uh, Kuzma. To be honest with you, dude, to be completely honest with you, I don't think the Lakers should make a trade at all. Mm. I don't think they should. I don't think they should. Um, one, let's say they get, they trade all those pieces away for Anthony mm-hmm. Davis. Right. All right, who, who who the hell is on your team for this year? Just out of curiosity. LeBron, AD, and uh, Claudius Pope. Caldwell Pope. By the way, another <laughs> clutch agent. Oh, by the way, I got some shit to get off my chest. Hey, that Mark Jackson pondering <laughs> that trade on Saturday night was bullshit. As a clutch agent that he is signed to right now, that that's the NBA's got to come down with something like that, man. That, what that's was the trade? Tell me dirty. about it. Tell me the trade. Tell me the well, trade. No, no, no. Well, you know Mark Jackson, the former coach of the Warriors, right? Right. It, who does the games on ABC with uh, Van Gundy and uh, Green is a clutch yeah, yeah, yeah. agent. Did you know that? Whoa, who, Mark Jackson? Yes. What the hell? Are you serious? Yes. 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 Oh, for so real? For you to go oh. on national TV as a analyst, uh, a shitty one at that. You don't know. He's awful from X's and O's perspective of basketball. You know what I'm saying? That's why he got fired. Yeah, that's exactly why I got fired. From 51 <laughs> to 67 wins. Oh, my God. You should be fired twice. <laughs> Nonetheless, for you as a clutch agent and as an analyst to say that the Lakers should make that, that, that should not come out of his mouth. It's a bad look. It's just a bad look. It's a bad perception, man. I don't feel, I don't really feel too comfortable with a player owning a sports agency anyway, why he's an active, no, active individual. That's like sign, let's go back to hip-hop. Do not sign to a rapper's label, please. <laughs> hey, that's a <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Hey, yes, you're absolutely right. You're don't sign to OVO right. with Drake. Don't do that. <laughs> hey, where's the party album at? You remember party was like the big thing in 2015? Yeah, exactly. You know, where's the vision? How's the vision doing these days? By the way, Born and After was a phenomenal album in 2017, but no one fucking talks about it. Magic Jordan? We don't. Yeah, exactly. How about M and his label? <laughs> Who's doing shit over there? Uh, that, that 50 Cent back in 2013? Yeah. Or 20, 2013. Yeah, 2013. I would say 2013. Whoa, bro. You know yeah, he was saying? doing shit in 2013. Yeah, Yo, you're absolutely right. You're 100% right, though. Um, yeah, that's just, it's just weird, man. I don't know how the NBA allows that, to be honest with you. And then things that I'm all about people doing their business. Yes. All yes. right. I'm 100%. Yeah. But when it when the business 
<laughs> when it starts becoming like, all right, hold up, bro. That's a little strange. An active player has a um, <laughs> has a sports agency. That's <laughs> like, yeah, you certain ways you could cover it up, like cover the money. But you think like I, I got to look into clutch sports. I need to do like a, a character, a, clear, a character review of clutch sports. Well, I need to really know, dive uh, in deep. You know, Luke Walton is on the hot seat, right? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about this. I brought up earlier about the tweets, right? Uh, right. Something leaks. Who benefits? We know there's there, there's been rumblings about Luke Walton, right? Right. LeBron loves to fire his coaches, right? At this right. point in his career, we know this. So all of a sudden, you you have a light, uh, excuse me a last second DMP. You don't play, and a minor scuffle between teammates gets leaked. <laughs> hmm. I wonder who wanted to leak that information. Who in that locker room benefits the most? You think Beasley benefits from leaking that? No. Nah, hell no. You think JaVale McGee? No, they're free agents. They want to keep their status. Yeah. Ingram, all them? No. I, I'm. If you connect the dots, it was probably LeBron and his camp, which is LeBron, that leaked that. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, so, yeah. Rich Paul, he founded Clutch Sports with yes. another one of LeBron's business partners. Yes. But to say LeBron has zero influence on Clutch Sports would be a, a mm. madman talking. Yes. I'd <laughs> be a madman talking. Like LeBron was the GM of the Cavaliers. You know what I mean? But yeah. he wasn't the GM of the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. LeBron, hey, shout out to, first of all, shout out to LeBron's influence on the NBA. It is amazing. I don't think I've ever seen a player do what he's been doing. And I don't know if we ever will. But um Yeah, I um it's it's strange, man. The whole thing is strange. Um let's go let's go back to let's go back to the roster, the Lakers <laughs> roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they say they make that trade, they get A D, they get LeBron, and then what happens from there? Like I thought, the whole point of this team with Magic Johnson was that to rebuild the, um, <laughs> to rebuild the, uh, not rebuild, but uh, not put the Cleveland Cavaliers out there again, where LeBron's doing everything. And it sounds like they're about to build a team so LeBron could do everything. That's what it sounds like, right? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it sounds like. It's, I don't know, man. It's just completely strange. Um, I'm just, I just can't wait till AD gets traded to somewhere. And it's it's not gonna be LA. I don't think it's not gonna be the Lakers. I don't see how it's gonna be the Lakers. I don't see it either. Yeah, I don't see how. And I'm I I, I fucking hate talking about the Lakers. The reason I had to talk about the Lakers because they're the only ones that really could make a trade for AD right now. We're on AD watch. I'm not on the LA watch. I don't give a shit what LA does. There's some real sneaky teams that could. Put, you know who really could? I don't think they will, but they have the assets to. They wanted to go all in. Huh. Denver. They've got the young pieces. I don't know if they do it on their end because it is risky, but they got the pieces yeah. where a trade could get done tomorrow. And, you know, sometimes the best yeah. teams in basketball, there's no, uh, uh, you know, leaks or anything like that. They keep it, you know, close-chested or they mm-hmm. play it close to the vest. Right. Drop. Sam Presti, OKC, right? Another one. Exactly. Another one. Keeps it close to the vest, pulls a trade right before the trade deadline. Right, even the Paul George came out of nowhere. Right, so it's interesting. Right. Do some of these GMs, you know, they're watching, they're not saying nothing, and then if they see opportunity, go ahead. And those organizations are running great. Like OKC is a well-run organization. I agree with that. They need to yeah, fire Sam their coach, but yes, they they never, their coaches have been underwhelming. Oh yeah, I, yeah, Scott Brooks yeah. and Scott Brooks two point and Billy Donovan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um. Hey, tell me before we get um anyone anyone any else want to close out with this right here with AD? I don't want to see AD go to the Lakers. 
I think it'd be bad for the Lakers too because they would have no one else put around them. The next year they put a bunch of shooters out there, and it'd be the it'd be the L.A. Cavaliers all over again. Yeah, with AD in the corner spotting up for threes like Kevin Love. Mm. Or Chris Bosh even. Well, like Chris Bosh, because when you play the LeBron system, you play the LeBron rules. Yep. Best yeah. bet for the Lakers, honestly, if I give him some advice, wait, don't do anything, sign Kyrie in off season, and then just go from there. Let's go yeah. from there. Build your young talent up. You give him a chance. They're young. I know LeBron's old, but I mean, fuck. Hey, isn't isn't LeBron supposed to be this master facilitator that elevates the play of his teammates? Not to mention, he's supposed to be the goat. Uh, of at least of this generation when it comes yeah. to basketball. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, like, bro, <laughs> like, you have pieces there you can work with. If you are who you say you are, then get the fucking job done. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. But it'll also be funny to see LeBron AD and, like, a bunch of G League guys out there. We already saw that in <laughs> Cleveland and Miami outside of the big three. Yeah. And all he did was go to the finals every single year. And now he actually has a better – yeah. In the East, that is very true. Yeah. But for goats, it shouldn't matter where you play at. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a good point. Shouldn't Not matter. Yeah. All right. So before we go to the, I want to talk about the All Star Reserves. But um, dude, what you think of uh Wade and uh Dirk getting uh named as uh special roster additions by uh Adam Silver? Yeah, I mean whatever. I don't really care about. Do you care about the All Star game? Is that something that that you enjoy? I enjoy the fourth quarter of the NBA All Star game. Uh all right. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm not mad about it. They played they, honestly, like they they play they play good. Like that's good basketball. Like last year's All Star game was good basketball in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I, mean, I hate to sound like you know one of them. Yeah, you know, back in my day, but really, there it wasn't go. that long ago where it was like Kobe and T Mac in the All Star game, like going at it. You know what I'm saying? For four Bro, quarters, it wasn't two thousand ago. The 2000 NBA All-Star game was probably the greatest NBA All-Star game I've ever seen. Yeah. It's, not because it was played, it's not because it was played in D.C. If you watch the game, I don't care what fuck was played. It can be played in Afghanistan. If you watch the game, <laughs> if you watch the game, it was defense and offense every step of the way. Everybody came in and played hard. There was no, like, you know, throwing lobs up, guys running out the way, contested shots, guys playing. I mean, it was like, it was like late 90s, early 2000s basketball. I mean, it wasn't like the, it, the football maneuvers where guys clotheslining when you go in for a layup, none of that, you know, unathletic bullshit. But it was like actual just basketball, like the best in the world playing it. The 2000s NBA All-Star game, I watch it every year around the All-Star game just to, just to enjoy it. It's just the best out there. It was Tim Duncan, Shaq, you know what I mean, Iverson, mm-hmm. McGrady, oh. Kobe, of course. I mean, you had, yeah. had something like Glenn Robinson out there, Reggie Vince Miller. Carter. Vince Carter. Oh, my God, dude. The East won that game, too. That's why I love it so much, the East won. <laughs> Yeah, came out to the end, but the East, the East took it. The East took it. <laughs> yeah, Man. yeah, but yeah, that you are. I'll give you that back in your day. I understand. I understand that right there. Yeah, but now it's like it's like a glorified slam dunk, not a slam dunk contest, but it's just like not very little defense. Guys driving to the hole. Then when fourth quarter shows up, it's the everybody starts playing. Yeah, that's what I say. The fourth quarter. I don't know, man. It's interesting. It's very interesting. How you feel about the reserves? Are you talking about the uh, Wade uh, Dirk? No, no, not the, no, no, not the special editions. The uh, the actual reserves. I got, I'm gonna read the list off to you. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna read that list off. Let you go ahead and um, go and get that. So, Eastern Conference, 
Yeah, of course, Oladipo, but he ain't. Hey, shout out to Oladipo, man. That injury was, yes. uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was terrible. Um, he should Lowry. be back by the uh, beginning of next year. It's not as bad as it looked, by the way. So that, that's positive yeah. news. Yeah. Good, yeah, good dude. Ain't from Maryland too, so I got double love for the guy. Damn. Yeah, Lowry, Blake Griffin, Chris Middleton. Whoa, ben Simmons, I just gotta watch Bill. Hold on, hold a second. I gotta watch. Whoa, me. what's up? Oh, well, say I'm looking at it right now. Magic Johnson. Uh, all right, so Woj says Lakers president Magic Johnson has New Orleans engaged in talks with Anthony Davis, but still must overcome significant support within the Pelicans organization to let Thursday's trade expire with the all-star remaining on the roster story in ESPN. So Seven Pelicans much. organization when it wasn't no, AD. Pretty much what we've been saying. Yeah. All right, cool. you said a tweet came in. I had a, had well, a yeah. pause for a second. Hey, alert, man. follow But hey, we just talked about it. There's no yeah. incentive for New Orleans to make this trade at this time. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. The yeah. only, way, only reason for them to make this this trade is to is to help the Lakers. That's it. Yeah. And I don't know if really helps the Lakers at all. Like this year, this year it doesn't. They won't have the piece. Honestly, the, the best time for Lakers to win, they make this trade, would be not this year, of course. They wouldn't win. Not even next year. It would be the year after that. Then they probably could win something. LeBron they had to rebuild a roster. The yeah, LeBron would be old as shit. They'd be AD trying to carry an old-ass LeBron at that point. Mm. At some point, bro, just focus on Space Jam too. It's going to have to happen, man. Like, shit. Like this, uh, honestly, like right now, the place he had may be his best shot. You the goat, do goat shit and make it happen. Yeah, yeah. All right, Oladipo, yeah. Lowry, Blake Griffin, Chris Middleton, Chris Middleton, in the Eastern Conference. Okay, mm. Ben Simmons, Bradley Beal, and Vuvicek. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about the Vuvicek one. Playing Orlando, uh, they were. Uh, yeah, you, I can kind of forget Orlando's a. Has a uh, basketball franchise sometimes, man. They've been irrelevant since they made the finals with the white. And you know, boy, I feel like Gortat. Orlando. Oh my God, Gortat. <laughs> no, honestly, I feel like Orlando. Now, hear me out here. Location wise, is the East Coast Golden State. Yeah, it should be. It I, should be a uh, an attractive place, right? If you're a basketball player, that's what I'm saying. That's what yeah. I'm saying, man. Like eventually, like, Golden State, like back in like 2009. What the fuck was Golden State? They weren't talking about anything when it comes to big markets. Nobody talking about Golden State at all. Yeah, that wasn't. That wasn't. I didn't hear shit about that. Then they all of a sudden they built this contender. They built a winner up there. They got a couple draft picks, hit hard. Got a couple signees, Iguodala, and you know KD. The rest is history. But um, yeah, yeah Orlando should. I feel like Orlando's location. It should. I mean, it, it's Florida. You know the state tax, all that. There, it should just be. A, it should just be a lot better. It just should be. It should be. You're right. Yeah, but I feel like in a couple of years if they make the right moves. I mean, I'll say the players they have right now. I mean, they got some interesting pieces, you know, Mo Bamba, uh, Jonathan Isaac. But they get some like like some guard, a, a yeah. decent guard down there. Man, I don't know, dude. I don't know. They sound like a marquee free agent. Orlando could be. I mean, it could be the days of the '90s again. The East Coast Gold State, as far as location, uh, the everything is there, right? They got they got pretty passionate fans as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, they're uh, the only, they're the only show in town. Yeah, Miami's right down the road. Tampa's not that far away. Very it's a little bit farther. Nightlife. Yeah, yeah. Orlando's yeah, got a pretty underrated yeah. nightlife too. It's it's a fun city. You you could have fun there. It's not just Universal and Disney. 
Yeah, the Tampa's fun. Orlando's fun. Of course, Miami. I mean, we ain't got to talk yeah, about that one yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. But Orlando's fun as shit, man. Shout out Tampa, to the Cubans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's pop for another another podcast. Yeah. All right, let me give you the Western Conference. Uh, Westbrook, of course, AD, yep. Jokic, Lillard, Thompson, Allrich, and um, Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, this is why the West is predominantly better than the East. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, the draft is going to be um, the NBA All Star draft is going to be on Thursday, uh, February seventh. Are you going to watch it? No. Not at all. Just out of curiosity. I mean, I follow it on my timeline on Twitter. If I'm at the gym or something, if I'm out, but I'm, mm, not, I'm okay. not tuning in to watch. You know, no. Are you? I'm gonna watch it. It's a Thursday. Ain't shit else going. Why not? That's great TV on Thursdays, man. That I could DVR. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I could DVR that shit. Watch it on my own time. Yeah, but it's right here. Yeah, I'll watch it. I mean, it's, it's a live draft with um, actual players. I mean, why not? Ain't, ain't nothing else on. Football's over. <laughs> I got nothing else to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, college basketball, well, man. March Madness right around the corner. Yeah, March Madness will not get started until, like, the end of March. It should be, like, it should be like last week of March Madness. That's what it yeah, should be called. We get into, like, you know, conference play. College basketball goes up. Uh, uh, I just want to say, honestly, well, I watch college basketball. I just want to see top prospects play, play, play the game. I'm talking like top, top sixty prospects, guys we draft in the first, or second round. That's, that's that's really what I'm interested in college basketball for. Or yeah, at least it's like a, some, or like some underdog story. I'm interested in that too. Like a Northern Iowa or Cornell pops up. You know, um, like my boys from, um, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. UNBC, of course. You know, I got shit love, love from Maryland. But, um, yeah, those yeah. I live for right there. But they had to make the tournament first. You know what I mean? I'm not following um the Mountain West as they try to, you know, play game nah. after game on ESPN you know, the biggest, to eat the Ocho. You don't want to watch the Big East tournament, Syracuse versus, you know, Georgetown or something? Now, Big East is classic, though. I mean, yeah, of course I'm going to watch that one. Okay. Patrick Ewan coaching. Yeah, Mac McClung. Of course I'm watching that shit. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> baby. Come on now. Hey. <laughs> Oh, another news, and there's some news for you. D'Angelo Russell did replace um, Oladipo. No. You really hate the All-Star game. Nah, I'm just, I mean, it's just, yeah. Yeah, I do. How about, how, how about a slam dunk contest? What, I mean, what about it? I mean, we. Well, I guess you already, I guess you already said enough about that one. Yeah. How about a three-point contest? Three-point contest still works. I don't know why, but that still translates to today. You know what I'm saying? I still get excited about point contest. How about the uh, point guard skills competition, or just a skills competition? I mean, if I'm at a bar and it's on, I'm watching it, but I'm not, you know, going to it to see it. Nah, I, I, um, I respect that one right there. I'm not uh, going out my way to um to do that. Did you uh, <laughs> one last story about the All Star game? Did you hear about uh Ruby uh Ruby uh Rudy Gobert? Yes. Who uh cheered <laughs> up. Yeah, what you th- what you think about that, man? I mean, part of me is like uh, it's a soft move, but on the other hand, yeah, I mean the the players passing it, right? That's what kind of what we want. When you think about it, you're like, all right, can you take a step back instead of Draymond being a dick and making fun oh of it? Oh my God, Draymond! Go, Draymond, yeah, you cried your damn car and called yeah, him KD yeah, to come to State. You know, Draymond, I, I want to hear, no, I want to hear that shit from Draymond. I ain't like that yeah, one at all. Yeah, and it's it's. Yeah. You know, it's not so. It's kind of soft, but at the same time, you think about it and you're like, all right, he's passionate about it. 
I mean, if I'm a Utah fan, I'm not mad at that. How about that? I support my player. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, for sure. And that was Julius Randle. Would you have supported that? Yeah, of course. Of yeah. course. But he needs that was to out of how to on the floor in the playoffs, by the way. <laughs> how about you do that, Rudy Gobert? <laughs> yeah. Couldn't even touch the scene. Couldn't touch the court against the Rockets. Yeah, he's a liability. Yeah, can't be an all-star and be a liability. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're in Carmelo for a decade, but whatever. Neither here nor there. That <laughs> <laughs> was, was the NBA before it changed. Yeah. Okay. Um, Luka Doncic, I think, was definitely a snub. If he's in the East, he's I mean, definitely making it. Yeah, I think he was a snub. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go into more about that. Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris, to me, is a nice player. But I don't think Tobias Harris – I'm not going to say I'm, I'm against Tobias Harris because I like Tobias Harris. But I don't know if Tobias Harris actually moves the needle for me. No, he doesn't. Like, he's a solid – I think he's a solid number two on somebody's a, team. I think that's being nice. Still doesn't shoot the three very well. Yeah, I think he's better as a, a tertiary option. Well, hold a second, no. Hold a second now. No, no, that's not true. He's shooting 43% from three this year. Yeah, how many per huh, Two. Like I don't know. <laughs> I look at I look at I look at that, but he's shooting forty three percent for three. I mean, that's decent. Now, if anything, yeah, that's probably, actually, he shoot that's more. actually a lot. Forty three percent is ridiculous. That's like that's just beyond decent. That's really good. That's, yeah, that's phenomenal. That's like yeah. <laughs> you you don't like you don't like Tobias Harris too much, do you? Well, I mean, unless his game has evolved uh, dramatically, which I'm not aware of. Three point percentage, forty two percent, four point six attempts per game. You know what? I'm fucking wrong. Shout out to Tobias Harris because he used to not be able to hit the three, but apparently I haven't watched a lot of his games. You know why? Watch some Tobias Harris, man. Magic. That's why. They don't exist down there. <laughs> the no, magic, but you're right. Dude. 43%. Yeah, you, you know, that, that's phenomenal. On 4.6 attempts, yeah. I thought maybe it was like one. You know, like Roberson used to shoot. Well, no, he didn't. But some of these three point shots can be inflated, shooting one three a fucking game. Like Rondo yeah. had the three point numbers. Yeah, you can't shoot, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll give you some other names real quick. Just give me yeah. the biggest snub out of all of them. Donovan Mitchell, uh, De'Aaron Fox, Devin Booker, uh, Pascal from the, uh, t- uh, up in Toronto, Jason Tatum, Eric Bledsoe, D'Angelo Russell. Well, he already made it. But uh, and uh, Jimmy Butler. Who's your biggest snub out of all of them? Uh... Go one more time. Huh. What you got? Uh, I go one more time. Go, give me the list. Yeah, I get. Oh, I get list one more time. Donovan Mitchell, De'Aaron Fox, Devin Booker, Pascal, Jason Tatum, Eric Bledsoe, Jimmy Butler. So you want to say Donovan Mitchell, but he kind of had a a little rough start to this year going he did. in, and so you know you want to. He has the name power. Jimmy Butler. We talked about in the last podcast. I don't want to get into that. Yeah. Uh, then no one else has started. I'm Eric Bledsoe is definitely not making my. How about Drew Holiday? Huh? Yeah. Nah. Yeah, but y'all boys, y'all boys ain't winning. So I, I, I give, I give it to Donovan Mitchell. Donovan, I tell you, Donovan Mitchell in his last uh, 14 games, 28 points, five assists per game, while shooting 42.6 percent from three. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. That's pretty damn good. When Rubio went down, Donovan Mitchell's game stepped up. Utah Jazz. I probably should tell you something. Mm. I hear they uh, they might pull a trade for Conley. That'd be interesting. No, who the Jazz? Yeah. 
Nah, they don't need to do that. Bob Mitchell's playing well right now. You need another no, 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 a no, ball no. dominant point. No, Conley is not a ball dominant guard. He's he's a facilitator first and foremost. No, 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 no. The only facilitator I want on my team and dominate the ball is Donovan Mitchell. Anyone else is stunting his growth. No. Twenty eight points, five Mike assists, forty two percent from three. That's phenomenal. But imagine him with Mike Conley, who can also play phenomenal defense too, and a leadership. I'd rather have Drew Holiday next to Donovan Mitchell. Well, I kind of do too, but he ain't on the trade market. Well, not yet. How about Gobert for uh, Drew? How about Gobert for Drew Holiday? What's you gonna say? I mean, no, Gobert can't touch the floor against the in the playoffs. In the playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. How motherfuckers yeah. ain't going to no damn playoffs? Well, I'm hell? saying, nonetheless, <laughs> Gobert couldn't touch the floor against the Rockets. Hey, hey, Drew in the first round pick for um, Gobert. You gonna do that? No, no. Well, Drew about to get out there too, and we about to get out here right now. Yeah. Yeah, we about to get out here right now. <laughs> Drew getting out, we getting out here right now. Yeah. Any any final words to the people, man? It's, it should have been great, dude. Every Monday night, we always make it happen. Nah, I ain't, I ain't got much. Thanks for yeah, listening. I'm, got Mars yeah. on the way. Uh, NFL draft, for sure. Oh, and, yeah, uh, we got to do our draft profiles of some uh, yeah. top athletes out there. That's right. And uh, the, the I would Murray love for us to down. talk about the, uh, the rookie quarterback class from last year and what we think of them this year moving forward. You know, I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely down for that. Go back, and uh, I think we're definitely overdoing some hip hop talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to. It's um, it's been some news out there, but I want, I want some albums to listen to. For sure. Yeah, I ain't trying to get into. It's, it's some news out there with like Takashi and uh, Twenty One, Twenty One Savage, or whatever's going on with with his situation with uh, his visa. So we'll we'll see, see what's going on with that. But I need, I need some, I need some albums out there for some decent artists so we can we go ahead and crank that shit out too. Mm. But uh, Jair, always a pleasure. I'll go ahead and hit you up after this. All right, man. All right, appreciate y'all listening.